have a lot of passion for what you're doing. This rings true because it's so hard that if you don't, any rational person would give up. It's really hard, and you have to do it over a sustained period of time. So if you don't love it, and if you're not happy with doing it, Welcome to another episode of John's Entitled Podcast, a partner of MoshPitNation.com. This episode's guest is, uh, well, we're going to stay here in Michigan. We're going to hang out with Jamie Mad Rocks, half of the duo that makes up Twisted. And we're going to go back to Daniel Terry, who makes up one half of this duo. How are you doing, Mr. Daniel Terry? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, pretty good. Uh, pretty good evening. little bit of a behind how the sausage is made here. Uh we totally had a different episode that you were going to hear today. It's done. It's edited. It's technically uploaded. Um, unfortunately, though, you won't be able to hear it until till Sunday. Um, <laughs> but uh, and there's a, there's going to be a big surprise in that one too. But uh, this one basically, uh, it was just a really good episode, and there's some information contained within that uh, the guys over at Twisted uh, were fine with me putting out and kind of breaking the news on it. So uh, in the event that potentially. I'm just going to say, because I, I have a feeling Fago Lovers is going to share this, so I'm going to preemptively say thank you, Fago Lovers, for sharing this, um, because they did with my King Gordy episode and said if I had anything related to you know, the Juggalos and, and ICP and Twisted and anything in, in that revolves around that world, uh, they would more than gladly share it for me. So I'm going to preemptively say thank you to anyone listening to this from Fago Lovers, and chances are the thing you're going to be looking for is going to be probably toward the end of the episode. Um, all that being said, though, um, it was really cool getting Jamie on. Uh, I've actually been trying to get him or uh, Monoxide on for shit, really, since before Warp Tour. Um, and it just hasn't really panned out. And uh, somehow, you know, thanks to, to Natalie and over at Adrenaline PR, we were able to make this happen pretty quickly. And so got out of work, did this chat, had a lot of fun with it. Jamie was really fun a fun guest to have on, uh, you know, didn't shy away from any of the questions I asked, you know, gave really good answers. And, you know, I think when you're doing a podcast, that's really what makes this fun is when you get to talk to someone and they have fun doing it. Yeah. It's so funny when you do these interviews with people that I'm always like, nah, no interest. And then I listen to the interview and I'm like, you said he's like a pretty cool, cool guy. I'll check, I'll check out some of his, some of his music, you know, <laughs> and that's definitely, uh, that's definitely where I'm at with twisted right now. Um, but I, I, it sounds dumb, but like, uh, yeah, I am kind of a fan of the horror element of all of it. Um, didn't realize any of that was there and being in the middle of October, it's pretty much the perfect time for me to, to, to step in and take a look. Right. I just always think it's funny. Like, you know, in, in, in the last handful of years, I've really tried to just adopt a mindset that's, if I don't like something, it's okay. I don't yeah. have to tear it down. I don't have to shit on somebody else. It's okay to just not like something and be like, you know, it's not for me. But if it's for you, that's cool. I mean, like, this is, and you know, there's other terrible analogies and metaphors throughout this conversation, not just by me, but uh, I'll add this one to the to the pot. But uh, and there's another bad one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it was one of those things. Like I remember going out with this girl and she was like oh what's your favorite band and i was like oh one of my favorite bands is this band him and she was like oh i really love hansen 
And this is someone that was, you know, I think at the time I was like 26 ish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was your favorite band? She goes, no, they're still my favorite band. I love that band. And I was like, oh. And I started to have, I quickly, you know, did that thing where most of us do, where I started to come up with the joke I could make, something I could say to be belittle her, uh, her feelings on the matter. And then I realized I was like, you know what? What's the fucking point? If it, if some, if that band brings this person happiness for whatever reason it is, who am I to shit on that? Because I know damn well if it was done to me, I'd be like, no, well, no, 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 you're wrong. You're wrong. First of all, uh, the band yeah. I like is the best, and they're the best for a reason because they're the best. And it's no different for me to sit there and say I love this band for X, Y, and Z, and for her to tell me like my favorite band is Hanson and I love them because of X, Y, and Z. Just because I don't like it doesn't make her opinion any less valid, and I think that's that's been the biggest thing I've tried to do, not only with music, but just in life. Like, if I don't... Within reason. Like, if someone's like, you know what's great is fucking killing babies, I'd be like, I'm sorry, that's wrong. <laughs> right, yeah, and I think it's, you know, one of those... Because, uh, like, I, I'm, getting, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I've only come to a lot of those realizations more recently, with like, within the past couple of years, you know, because... I didn't really think about it from the perspective of somebody else. See, like you said, when somebody tells me, oh, well, this band that you like sucks, you know, hey, Dan, Zayo is terrible. You know, I've got a encyclopedia of reasons why you're wrong, you know, and I've got all that stuff loaded up. and And I never really thought about how it made me feel when somebody would just belittle me based on that. Because I remember I, I met this guy at work a while back and we got along really well, just like on the same page on jokes and just we got along really well we got a lot of work done together he's a good dude and then one day we're talking about music and he's like yeah dude kid rock my favorite i love everything kid rocks ever done. and i remember being like oh, i don't know if i could be friends with a kid rock fan you know like it was you know one of those uh one of those elitist metal moments but it's like you know well why don't you like kid rock well i don't like him because you you know he makes redneck culture seem cool and I'm not down with that. And I don't think that's cool. Or I think it's really trashy or I think it's this or that, but it's like, then I'm going to tell you that the bands that I like are better, even though like objectively it's a dude, it's dudes that beat drums really loud and scream like goats with their throats cut. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it's all so subjective. No, it totally is. And like, you know, so it's like, you're going to use that. Like you're going to, you're going to use the sounds that you enjoy as a means to categorize people like yep. that's that's pretty messed up and that's that's why a lot of the you know i criticize music like I, i'd like to say professionally but you know <laughs> we'll see um but that was kind of part of my decision like let's just take the albums as they go and listen to those and talk about what we like and dislike about them mm-hmm. giving everybody a fair shake you know because i get a lot i get a lot of questions like who would you cover this band for this week? This band sucks. And I'd be like, well, we we kind of said that, or we didn't say that, or we felt that it was this, or it was that. And, um, you know, th- opinions, man. <laughs> I, I was trying to make this, like, huge point with all of it, but it's just opinions are so dumb. And like I said, like, you know, all I had to do – was here you talk to a dude for a half hour and now I'm like, he seems like a cool dude. I'll check out his band. Yeah. And I think that's as great of any place to, to stop this and get into that chat with a great dude. And this is my chat with Jamie from Twisted. 
and we'll talk to you afterwards. So I have the pleasure of talking to Jamie Madrocks from Twisted this uh, early afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we're in Texas right now. It's 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 very rainy and and dismal, and it's it's the perfect October uh, afternoon. I mean, not for nothing. I mean, I you've been on this tour for a little bit, so I mean, Saturday here in Michigan, uh, in a matter of 15 minutes, it was perfectly sunny, horrible fucking rain, hail. Back to raining, back to sunny. That sounds like home. That's definitely Michigan weather. Before you break <laughs> out your snow shovels and you lay down the ice for the salt, and vice versa, it, it's already uh, leaves outside and the sun's coming up and you got to have SP50. That's true. Yeah. And then you're ready to go to the lake for a nice uh, nice day swimming. Indeed, indeed. Um, Too much. <laughs> All that being said, uh, you know, something I, I kind of wanted to, to hit on a little bit is, you know, you guys are in the process of releasing this trilogy, uh, started with uh, Here by the Dead, Death Day, which I will, I have a question for you, but I'll get to it after that. And then Trick or Treat, obviously, is coming out uh, on the 26th, so three days from now. Um, what inspired this trilogy and and to release it this way? Um, well, we have been recording for our upcoming record. We've been in the studio for a while, so we were... We have like a plethora of songs that um, most of them are going for the record. Some of them were just like one-off tracks. And, and obviously Halloween is like Christmas for us. Mm-hmm. So we're all about uh, breaking off little gratuitous gifts to uh, all of our listeners and family and so on and so forth. So um, it just it just kind of fell into the play like that. Here with the Dead is actually from the record. Uh, Death Day and Trick or Treat are obviously Halloween-infused tracks. Uh, one-offs, if you will, just for the the season, and um, I don't know. It's it, it's something that we've always done, which uh, we like to engage with 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 our listeners and and actually give them some substance and, and give them something to keep coming back. So, in listening to to some of the newer songs, those uh, the two that are out uh, in conjunction with some of the rest of the the output you guys have done, and this may be a weird question. Um, so obviously, Death Day is in, is uh, inspired by the Purge uh, lyrically, uh, thematically, however you want to put it. And yes. so something I kind of noticed in the beat, um, it borrows a sample, at least, and it may be from something else, but this is what I recognized it from, uh, from Drake's worst behavior. And I wasn't sure if there was like kind of like a weird parallel between, you know, obviously the the behavior of people who interact in the purge would be someone technically on their worst behavior. If it was like a weird, subtle kind of nod to that at all. Or if I, again, just looking way too much into that like shit at all. No, no. I I mean, I I love, I let, let me start here. I personally love how we do songs and when me and Monoxide put songs together, um, either, either from, from the lyrical aspect or the musical aspect, we have set in our minds what, what we want to execute and put out, but I, I'm, I'm fascinated by what listeners take away from it. Like, we'll have an intention uh, for a song, and someone will come away with such a, a, a left field from where we were idea, and, and I love that. I'm, I'm always intrigued by that. Uh, but to be honest with you, 
Uh, I've I've never heard the the Drake song you speak of. At first, when I thought you said it, I thought it was a sitcom in the '80s or something, Drake's <laughs> World or something like that. You actually mean you mean like the the the, the rapper Drake, and that I that would be a producer question. I honestly I don't know, so I'm going to say no, definitely not that. But it's definitely um, inspired by The Purge, um, with it getting its uh its television series and 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 just the, the concepts, and it's always it's always a good uh, topic for debate. You know, like when you're sitting around in a Halloween conversation times and it's like, if there was a purge, would you do it? Would you purge? Man, I don't know. I've, I've thought of that. I mean, I, I won't go kill deer. Voting questions. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about religion and you don't talk about the purge. <laughs> well, I thought that was Fight Club. You got to keep something inside, inside voice, inside <laughs> voice, John. God damn it. You know, speaking of your inside voice, uh, you guys got to play outside a whole bunch and use your outside voices. And I know that was a terrible segue, but it is what it is. Um, no, that's fine. It is true. It is true. Um, we, so the, we did. Yeah, I was going to say, though, you, you guys did a song, Superstar, and one of the lines that intrigued me a little bit was, you know, you, you talked about uh, doing Warp Tour. And it ah. made me wonder if... If my memory serves me, like I know that was obviously before you did the tour. However, knowing how tours get booked and so forth, and some bands get offered these tours, you know, a year in advance, it made me wonder if that was like a little sprinkling of like a heads up, like, yeah, we knew we were doing warp, we were just gonna fucking have fun with this, or if it was just kind of a weird happy accident that that happened to pan out the way it did. No, to be honest with you, um, what what had happened was uh, if if you rewind backwards in time. We played the Warp Tour in, I want to say, maybe it was 2005, okay. and uh, and it was it was not well received. It was predominantly a uh, a ska and and punk rock um, I, I themed evening. I guess would be the best way to describe it. <laughs> we were kind of last minute impromptu thrown on the show. We were not well received, to say the absolute least, and. Um, we got like uh, shit pelted at us. Like literally, they were filling bottles of Gatorade bottles with wet sand. There was this kind of uh, um, Woodstock. Everything was rainy, wet vibe, and mud everywhere. So they were like literally taking wet mud and sand and filling up Gatorade bottles and lobbing them at uh, me and Monoxide. And I got hit in the chest with one of them, and I just completely broke character. Jumped off stage, ran into the crowd, thugged on people. My brother was throwing people into the chain link fence. It was just a hot mess. So at that point in our life, we had a very uh, not good taste in our mouth for, for, for those type of uh, shows and, uh, and, and that one particularly. And then um, as time would have it and fate would have it, Kevin Lyman, who was getting ready to finish out the, the Warp Tour, is, is all about memories. And, and, and he said his memory of us and how horrible that that, that, that all played out. <laughs> No, he, he honestly, and he's a great guy, and I love him for, for just the, any and everything I'm about to say. But he wanted to make that right with us and said, hey, look, I'm going to give you guys one more shot. And it could have went horrible. It could have went absolutely horrible. We could have been not well-received one more time. But he had, he, had, uh, he, he had our best interest at heart. He believed in us. We believed in ourselves. And, uh, and, and at that point in time, all the stars were in, in alignment and uh, – and we knocked it out of the park. But yeah, now in hindsight, looking back on that, that would be one thousand. It would be, it would be, it would be equivalent to you dating a girl, and then she fucks you over, and then you go on social media and you're like, she's a fucking bitch. You know what I mean? Right. Same dip. Same dip. We were we were a band scorn 
with uh, with 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 Gatorade, wet bottles, and sand, and 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 anger. We lashed. It's how we do. You know, something that was pretty interesting about this uh, this last year's Warp Tour for me was, uh, you know, I had a lot of a lot of friends and a lot of people that I I know through other people on the tour. And sadly, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to make it out this year because we were my wife and I were trying to go somewhere else other than Detroit to go see it because um, it's too fucking hot in Detroit. <laughs> and uh, it was hot everywhere, to be honest with you. But yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And so uh, it was crazy, though, to see, you know, at the beginning of the, the Warp Tour and seeing some of the comments people were saying throughout the various social media platforms, you know, kind of that you guys were a not that your music was a joke or anything, but I don't think people were ready to accept you initially right out the gate. And then it seemed by like day three or four, I started noticing more Instagram stories and, you know, Snapchat stories and so forth of people at your set every, and then it was every single day and growing. And go ahead. I think what it is, and that's all. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say like, to me, I think that's where it starts. Like, you know, like, cause I saw so many bands that when people were like, Oh dude, fuck twisted. It was like, and so many people then were like, no, fuck you. Like this band is the most punk rock band on this fucking tour. Like there is no one like them. And you know, everyone was going to bat for like the fact that like you guys put on a show, you go as hard as anyone else. You got a really fucking good drummer. You know, you're connecting with people like you have, you know, it was just really cool to see, everyone kind of very quickly turn around and to me that is exactly what warp tour is and should be about is you know everyone coming from all kinds of different demographics that maybe don't go together but somehow at the end of the day there's a common thread and to me i haven't really heard you guys do much interviews where someone kind of has spoken to that side of things like where i i have first-hand experience like seeing people that you're touring with change and come around to embracing what you guys are doing well, well, to to start at the top, when when with pretty much everything we do, we have this stigma on us and about us because we come from the the juggalo community, and and as of late in the last five to ten years, it's 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 been a, a shitstorm of a lot of bad press, a lot of negativity, and a lot of people making up, literally making up their own theories and 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 throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks so if you hear <laughs> nothing if you legitimately hear nothing but negativity about a certain culture about a certain demographic and it's always negative and it's always negative and there's nothing good and it's a joke and it's you know they rhyme cat with hat and fat and sat and it's you know there's clowny beats and it's whatever and that's all you hear then you 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 don't really understand, but you do form an opinion about it. So I think that's what it is. I think when we went into the Warped Tour, a lot of people thought we were going to come in on this, you know, yo, 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 dog, you know, grabbing our nuts and being like, these, you know, these uh, Malibu's most wanted. Yeah, they thought they, for lack of better terms, they thought we were going to be like another ICP and just come in on this, you know, this arrogance or, or something like, you know, like we're, it's, it's not it's, it's not who we are. People's perception of who we are and who we really are are completely different. We made it, me and Paul made it a mission to go on the Warp Tour and show the world that Juggalos aren't aren't the way that the media and 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 most Juggalos have perceived us to be. That was our number one mission to to show the world that we are entertainers and a band who can do what we do 
and and hold our own in that in that cultural diversity of everything from emo to screamo to metal to I mean we were we were in the midst of it and and for once for once in our fucking career we were the alternative to the alternative right yeah so that was refreshing and I think that's what a lot of people were like oh, it's just going to be this stupid, you know, clowny rap thing. And it's like, oh, fuck, like you said, people were finding out. It's like, whoa, this is really pissed off. This is aggressive. This is punk, man. This is, this is, yeah, this is the shit. And more people were starting to understand, oh, it's not what I thought it was. I thought it was just another recreation of this other band and, and so on and so forth. So it was, it was a great time for us to, to, you know, show and prove who we are. You know, something that was kind of fun for me is uh, I actually interviewed the band Phineas uh, short within, I think they dropped off like two weeks into the, the Warp Tour run uh, to do their own thing. Okay. And one of the dudes was wearing a twisted shirt and we were talking about uh, that for a little bit. And, you know, obviously, like I said, and, and you know, I'm going to kind of hop off of this after this question, but, you know, uh, you guys are doing obviously this the two date Halloween show with Motionless and White. You know, there's, uh, I think, one of the, the bands that really embraced you guys. Uh, and has for a while, I think from the get-go, was uh, Every Time I Die, they're one of my favorite bands. And so, you know, they've been running with this uh, this thing, Tid versus Tid. Um, so it makes me wonder, like, at, down the road, like, you know, with the success of your, your run on Warp Tour, has it opened up some, on the business side, some more potential to start touring with other bands that maybe wouldn't have been open to you had you not done the Warp Tour? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I'll, I'll be totally presumptuous and say, yeah, because it's like it gave us an opportunity. It gave us a platform to be able to communicate with these bands and and something as simple as, you know, hey, I'm going to come check out your set. And, and you know, you you hang out with people and you party. And, and that's what we found out really quick, that that the Warp Tour was all about the camaraderie, man. It was like you legitimately were part of a touring family. And, and people would come check out each other's sets and then afterwards hang out and have beer and, you know, and just and, and kick it. And, and, and that whole networking absolutely will leads to, you know, people because it's not always just the business aspect. We were we were firm believers because we were cut from a cloth where everything is business and this, that and the other. And, and to see another side of that spectrum and find out that, you know, if bands really dig each other, they just go on tour. And they tell the business aspect people, you fucking figure it out. I don't care. We want to go on tour with you. Who would... that, that, we, that, that was unheard of to me and Paul from at that point. You know, it's always been business. Tell these people, you know, this much money or we'll get this or that. You know what I mean? To be just like, fuck it, we're going on tour. It doesn't matter. We're going to make this happen. And I think that was cool. It's like actually having friends in the industry that do what you do, but they do something different. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, it's like you're, you're you're both entertainers, but you know this guy's David Copperfield and he does magic, and then you rap. <laughs> but it's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's a shitty analogy, but you get what I'm saying. It's like all the different type of genres of music. But yeah, every time I die, those guys are fucking rad. They, you know, them motionless, unearth. You know, just I can keep going. You know, Kublai Khan, fucking Chelsea Grin, all those guys. Like they really ended up being really solid dudes. You know, that used just just like people that we've. We've listened to their music. I mean, we're not ignorant. We know who these bands are. We, we're, we're like, we were secretly fans of a few of them. You know what I mean? And to actually be on that level and get treated like peers, that's 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 something that to me is priceless. That's awesome to hear. It definitely, uh, you know, it was just, like I said, it was really cool to kind of see the the change, the very quick change in mindset uh, and perception from a lot of people that you were on tour with. 
Because um, you know, I still feel, I, I still feel like if, if they were, if, if there would be another Warp Tour, I know you know it was the last cross country run or whatever, but I still feel like if there would have been another Warp Tour, uh, I, I I feel I'd like to be hella presumptuous and say that we would have kept that energy going and would and, and continue to spread the word of Twisted as we do every day. But that gave us such a great platform to do it. And um, and and many many new people got uh, to hear us and see us for the first time ever. So it, 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 that's that's just something that that's definitely been a high point in our career so far. So kind of wanted to uh, stick to the Halloween theme a little bit since we're so close to Halloween. Um, you know, you guys got your your new masks coming out for Halloween, um, inspired by the the makeup on on your latest record. You know, how does how does that? whole process begin like do you search out a company and be like hey you know we're thinking about doing these masks and you know how do we do this or does someone approach you to you know do that there was there was a couple different scenarios because i mean obviously with us being a novelty band or how they like to say it or theatrical band rather novelties are are really big with us and um we've been approached by people in the past to do ventures like that to do masks and and novelties and stuff like that. And then we've actually done the other half and we've reached out to people. And then it's just, at that point, it's just a, um, a matter of researching your options that are on the table and, and going with the best. And I want to say that we went with the best. Well, the, the, the mask makers that we use, they got quality products. They actually, I'm not allowed to say, and I won't, I won't say the names for le- for legality purposes, but the people who made our masks make manufacture masks for other mass companies that put their tags on them. Right. So that's cool. Knowing, knowing that insider secret, I was, I was extremely proud to be like, yeah, these are the guys to make our product because I know that uh, mass erode over time. That was the big thing back in the day with the Ben Cooper masks and stuff like that. You know, the, the, the materials they use decay. And um, one of the new things that they've been trying to do in the progressive mask making field is, give the product longevity so it holds up better over time. And these guys just have a really, they, they really give a shit. And, and that's what we do. We give a shit. So we love to work with people that have that same integrity and, uh, and, and, and love for their, what they do. Now going through the process of something like that, obviously I can imagine you get various prototypes and so forth, but are you like literally putting these on and being like, Oh, you know, I don't like how this thing feels. Are you just kind of more trusting these professionals to just do what they do and kind of critique more like the, the visual of it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and in the beginning stages, you know, it was just like, wow, how's this going to work out and whatever. And as you've seen, like, yeah, we would pre-approve like um, paint apps and stuff like that. And then at one point they did send out a couple products, you know, actual physical products we could try on or whatever. And it was just, at, you know, we're kids in a candy store, man. It's like, you know, with this, everything is just like fucking holy shit. This is actually happening. This is real. Like we are holding our fucking endorsed masks. This is really cool. Yeah, that's a very interesting venture. I mean, I, I know typically, you know, you guys are very good at uh, branding and putting out interesting merch. Like, you know, something I've always thought that anyone really within the the juggalo realm has done is have a really good sense of being tapped into their fans and what they want and giving them exactly what they want, but not skimping on any of the quality because they understand like, you know, you're, you're paying your hard earned money to get these things. And that's not an oversight on, on your guys's uh, end. Well, what's, what's important to us is, is, is for me and Minox that we're collectors 
and and of of things of a very many things and and I agree with you when you spend your hard earned money on on products you want them to be the very best they can be and 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 that integrity value goes with everything as well because even when we go with our uh, like our merchandising and stuff like that we're trying on different products we're trying to push the envelope and and get new new styles of clothing in because it's been like you know the traditional black t-shirt that that's that's something that i've been arguing and lobbying for for a while is to try to incorporate new styles of t-shirts like ringer tees and the 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 jersey baseball tees of of the 70s shit like that to splash a little bit of uh uh colors in, in in some of the stuff we do and um you know we're just we're really hands on with a lot of the stuff we do because we want it to be the very best we've We've heard horror stories about, you know, buying jerseys from people and the patches falling off because they're just simply spray glued on and ironed on, you know. It's like we, we really get involved. We want everything, you know, triple stitched and, and, and make sure that the shit's tight, the shit washes well. I mean, we, we, we're we weird like that, John. We give a <laughs> shit. Oh, I work for a pretty big uh, screen printing company here in Grand Rapids, and uh, I definitely see oh, the, see the trends uh, and what's happening and you know, for a while, for like sure. the, that bleach, uh, the bleached look and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, it's kind of interesting on my end to, to see all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, notice that you guys are always pretty much right along with, you know, the, the trends in we traditional to. clothing. We, really do. we do. We try to, we try to stay current with everything at the same time. I feel that we owe that to the, to the, to the fans and the listeners as well as to stay current with, with, with what we do as well as always, you know, keeping our brand relevant that's really important to us because we know how easily people can get lost in the sauce some of our favorite bands i ask myself you know where the fuck did they go right yeah um to the fan style (laughs) you know something else kind of related to uh to the mask and the makeup and stuff i've kind of noticed and especially on you know i noticed it on warped like i said since i basically saw videos and pictures of you pretty much every day um your your face paint changes seemingly daily sometimes yeah yeah when we get we 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 were trying to uh trying to you know do different things again you know what i mean it's like it all depends on 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 what's going on sometimes you get crazy and 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 erratic and make different weird stuff up (laughs) but yeah hell yeah what uh and about the makeup too i thought i thought you were going to say about the seance talent that we had as well too because that was uh that was a different venture too for us and something that we were, we decided to branch out and do as well. Cause with us being a, uh, a painted band, it was, it was almost a no brainer to actually have a, a, a legitimate, you know, eyeshadow palette and, and try to expand that and branch that way as well. What, a, what is, okay. So like, that's a, that's a different Avenue that, you know, I don't think a lot of male based bands would probably even go into. So what does that look like? You know, like who, who do you approach for something like that? We talk to it just like with the masks and, and, and anything else we do. We, uh, we have our uh, warehouse manager and our marketing guy sit down and, and talk to the people, the very, the very best of the, the upper echelon of people that we can get in touch with and, um, and do the sample game. And then obviously, you know, people pass it around to their girls and their wives and their daughters and as well as, you know, us, uh, us, the guys in the band who wear who wear makeup as well and see what what looks good on on your skin. What, you know, can you not see through and what covers well? And uh, and and the ones the big thing, too, is we're trying to be conscious of that as well. I don't want to be ignorant to that, too, because we live in a, in a society where everybody's all, you know, um, 
they're worried about the chicken if it if it hurts itself when it lays the egg. So we got to make sure there's no you know animal cruelty things and stuff like that. I think one of the one of our pallets in in the red it had crushed beetle wings. So <laughs> we're sorry to the beetles that were harmed, but uh, it's cru- cruelty free. You know what I mean? And vegan is another big thing too. We're, we're trying to. <laughs> we're not trying to assure that the beetles were already dead before their wings were grind. I appreciate that, nevertheless. But 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 now knowing knowledge is power, and you and 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 we were we were very adamant about making it as absolutely cruelty free as we possibly can, and even in our best efforts to do that, we're still we're still a learning in process kind of a, a venture when it comes to stuff like that. So like we're starting to now figure out the the making it vegan and making it more more of a, a welcoming product to everyone because because everyone has their own their own needs and wants and and we don't want to say that anyone's is any less important than another's totally so i've been trying to figure out how to ask this question because uh i had king Mm -hmm. gordy on a while ago um and a statement he made uh ended up making some news and i know that you guys ended up sharing it which i wanted to say thank you because a lot of people who who are even guests on my podcast don't share it so the fact that you weren't even on you were just mentioned uh and ended up sharing uh the episode with king gordy you know meant a lot so thank you for that but i thank you for having on i don't know if you actually checked it out or maybe potentially saw the comment that was said that made some news but if you did i wanted to see if you maybe had a, a you know, wanted to talk to you about it because it kind of, you know, we've been talking about you, you guys as a brand and as a band and as a, as a business and, and making correct business decisions that will allow you to keep doing this at a high level for a lot longer. And mm-hmm. so I don't, I'm going to assume you probably don't know what was said or probably don't remember, but I'm trying to, I want to, I don't, I don't, to be honest, I don't know. When you, when you speak of Gordy, Gordy says a lot of crazy <laughs> shit. So, um, so everything that Gordon says, I always throw out a disclaimer with it that I, I may or may not understand what he's saying at any given time. Okay. Uh, just, he's a great guy. What, what did he say? Tell me what he said so I can, I can follow up with you. Um, okay. So basically he, he had said that uh, he thinks that a, a good business model that should have – that the, the ICP guy should have used for you uh, was to kind of realize that you were the talent that would allow the label to grow and continue to be successful with the younger demographic and that they need to kind of step back a little bit um, and make what they do more special because they were not necessarily oversaturating themselves, but just there's kind of a point when you're running a business that, you know, maybe you need to like let your ego step aside a little bit and do what's best for business. And he was kind of saying that he didn't feel that that's what was working, but that's what makes NME work so well right now is that it is a family in all sense of you know the word. And so since obviously I have the, I, the ability to ask you, do you feel that based on what King Gordy said, do you feel like that is an accurate representation of how you have chosen to run your label and how you work with your, your artists on it? because of what you experienced other places? Um, um, first and foremost, I would say that, that everybody is entitled to their own opinion. And no matter, no matter how factual I believe my personal opinion is over anyone else's, uh, no one will ever tell me different. And I'm sure that's the same of, of Gordy and his opinion or you and your opinion or whoever and whatever. Uh, personally, I feel that 
everything that we've ever done in our life has been a learning experience. Me and Monoxide are a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I believe any any situation that I've ever been put in, be it bad, good, uncomfortable, was all part of a greater learning experience. And and to take that knowledge with us and make it part of our skill suit of what we have, I think that uh, to say that those things shape the people that we are would be a true statement. And I w- and I'd have to say, you know, yeah, due to the fact that that where we came from and, and how we've learned ever since we started doing music. You know what I mean? I, I cut vocals differently today than I did when I started. Right. I I have more integrity in what I do today than, you know, what when I started. So it, everything is a learning process, but um I would totally I will totally say that we use we utilize a lot of the things that we've learned at our time with psychopathic as well as everything else. You know what I mean? As well as but but that's the thing. We don't limit our our knowledge of business to just to just one demographic. I think right. that's I think that's something that M and E does differently. Like um, we try to we try to make sure that we keep just what we learned what we just talked about from the work tour. Yeah. Keep things in a more of a diverse um, avenue so that so that you don't oversaturate yourself in one particular thing. Like we've been very prevalent over these last three to five years of working ourselves into the horror community and becoming more of a part with uh, like Fangora and, yeah. and Rumor and, and Horror Hound and Days of the Dead and Rock and Shock and all these prevalent, really, really powerhouse horror community things. Because at the end of the day, Monoxide and I are a horror movie on wax. So right. why would we not be a part of this ever special world that, that coexists? coexisted rather without us in the beginning right i mean let's be honest i mean me and paul were influenced by evil dead and and michael myers movies from 1978 before there was even a juggalo community so we were influenced by these things that are still a very very big vehicle in the horror community today and 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 ever-changing we just seen halloween last night i haven't seen how is it Ah, don't ask me i'm not (laughs) i'm not a good (laughs) i'm I'm torn i'm torn I, i you know but what what I will say is uh, I will always, I will always, always, always celebrate and endorse any, any horror, any horror, anybody who has the, uh, the, the balls or the gonads to actually put out a horror effort in this day and age, I will go to the movie theater and see it. I don't care if it's fucking Ring You Part 4. I don't care if it's Chucky 15. I don't give a fuck if it's, you know, Freddy Krueger Part 8. I'm gonna go see it. I will. I will celebrate it. And even if it's shitty, I will still go and celebrate it. Because if we don't, then um, they'll stop greenlighting these things, and we won't have a horror community. You know, it's funny. I've, I've used that reference, basically, or that parallel to the Juggalo scene compared to the rest of the regular quote-unquote music scene. Because for everyone that wants to shit on it, I'd be like, you know, if the rest of the fans were as supportive of insert whatever band here the music scene maybe not be so shitty it's true it's true but but the thing is the thing is 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 what we've learned is you can't force people to like something no (laughs) that's the thing it's like people have a natural attraction to something and if they like it they're they'll they're compelled and they're they'll they'll come to it and and if there's something there and there's substance they'll keep coming back they'll 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 enjoy it and they'll return to it but 
when you force people's hand and, and you make them like something or you tell someone if they don't like something that they're not a part of something, that's when you start losing people. You know what I mean? Like I was never told that if I don't like Frankenstein, then, you know, I can't be down with the wolf man. You know, that's, that's just retarded. <laughs> and, and that in every sense of the word, but you know, it's like, but that's, that's what, that's what a lot of our community had turned into it, you know, and somehow, through the through the smoke of all the bullshit, we're trying to rebrand, reface, and rebuild the Juggalo community in in a good way, and try to and try to, if it's even possible, wash off some of the shit stigmas that we've been tattooed over the years. Right. Yeah. It definitely that definitely comes across, and and like you said, in the last I would say five years or so, it seems like there is a concerted effort to change the perception of of you your fans your music because, because there's a lot of there's a lot of wishy-washy back and forth things that that the outside world sees that's not a part of the community and and if all you see is is whatever news station you watch then you're going to be biased to the news that you're fed yeah most definitely it's I, yeah it's as simple as that you know what i mean so it's like and that in a lot of a lot of these these parents of, of juggalos as well as juggalos and juggalettes themselves have been victim of that, that very thing of just being fed false bullshit. And, and they carry that with them. And that's what creates a lot of these stigmas. And that's what we are trying to rebuild. Yeah. Um, last couple of questions for you so I can, I can let you get back to your day. Um, you know, I kind of wondered, <laughs> although, you know, is there any chance of doing another Fatso record, uh, even though I think you're going to have to change change the name of the album <laughs> at that point? Well, no, that was, it, it, anything's possible. I'll say that. Anything's possible. But I all, I always did that and, and from the get-go, and that's why it was P-H-A-T-S-O, Fatso, like, meaning, like, it was always about what's inside, not what's outside. Unfortunately, at that point in my life, I was wearing a lot more outside than inside. But <laughs> the, skills have, the skills have remained. The weight may shift and come back and forth, but the skills stay prevalent, I hope. There you go. Um, right you know, I know, obviously, you're, you're dropping a trick-or-treat on in three days on the 26th. Um, yep. Obviously, you have the, the Record Store Day uh, release, the picture disc, coming out. You yep. talked about, uh, you know, working on this new album for fans who are listening. Like, is there at least a, can you say like, you know, probably in the first couple of months of the year, like a projected time frame of when you would I, like to get it out? What I won't, what I won't do is I won't give you a date that I can't fulfill. Um, what I will do is I will tell you that we're shooting for the middle of next year. Okay. So that's the tentative ballpark of where we're shooting for the album is about three-fourths done as we speak there's a lot of there's a lot of material that didn't make the record that's just kind of sitting on the sidelines waiting for cool shit there's also uh this friday coming up today being tuesday this friday in less than like three days we got a a, a special trick-or-treat ep coming out it has uh some brand new music and i'll be the first one to tell you no one knows this but it has uh, like three brand new tracks from House of Crazies. Um, I don't know if you know about that. It's an OG band that we where we originated from. We just it's like a little again, like I told you, more we, we try to we try to um, I guess I, I don't like the word reward. It sounds weird, but like try to always keep content and cool shit for the people who have been with us through the longest. You know what I mean? Keep that keep that content there and keep something to come back for. Same shit I said from before, but. So that's coming out on uh, the 26th. That'll be this Friday, New Music Friday from uh, 
from official twisted and 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 some new material some remixes some rarities some some fun shit so so make sure if you guys are listening you keep your eyes peeled to uh to i want to say facebook is probably or any of the digital platforms that'll have that ep up there okay and then uh as well in the midst of recording a record in the midst of recording a record <laughs> no rest for the wicked john no rest for the wicked dude i hear you i yeah i'm always working <laughs> And then you got, I mean, you guys are also doing a tour right now. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. I mean, you're going to be here in Grand Rapids on Monday um, at the Stash, which I, I don't think I've seen you guys at the Stash or the Intersection in a little while. So I think it'll be kind of a nice return uh, for you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's it's different doing the, the Grand Rapids shows. It's, it's I know it's Michigan, but it's so far away, and it's it's, it's a different crowd. So it's it's always fun. Um. You know, lastly, I'll kind of have you, you know, Fright Fest, I think, is like your, other than the tour you're on currently, which, you know, it wraps up on uh, October 31st, so you got it like about a, uh, another week or so of this tour, uh, and then, you know, mm-hmm. the last two dates of it, though, uh, are in Detroit, and is it Sauge or Sauget? I've heard people say it both ways. I, I, I say I say Sauge, Illinois, but yeah, those last two, the Devil's Night and Halloween are with Motionless and White, those are going to be really big shows. Um Again, you know, just just something to try to raise the bar for for all of our listeners and everybody that's been with us all this time, and 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 it still continue that continue that family vibe from the work tour. We actually got uh, Chelsea Grin's going to be on one of the shows as well. Yep. Just you know, kind of keeping that family vibe going, man, and getting to see some of our buds and 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 play some really good music for all those in attendance. Any chance that uh, maybe some of the new material might pop up uh, at either of those two shows for longtime fans? You you may you, it's it's possible it's possible I talked with people about about maybe giving away a CD but I don't know if that actually made it to a reality I don't know I'm hearing no 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 <laughs> you just have, well, in the midst of all that you'll be getting all the new music on the 26th so right. you, hopefully hopefully you'll have enough in your in your iPod or, or your iPad or your earbuds or whatever the fuck you listen to to tide you over for another what few months until we get to the 28th. Or 2019, rather. Yeah. 2019. I know. Good Christ. I feel like Buck Rogers from the 2020. <laughs> no, Buck Rogers is not a porn star. Young motherfuckers on the crew don't even know who Buck Rogers is. Making oh, yeah. me feel dated. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's, that's okay. No. I, made a, I made a Doug Funny reference the other day, and uh, no one knew who that yeah. was. And I was like, okay. Um, he knows. All right, fair enough. <laughs> it happens anyway. Um, so lastly, uh, I'd like to, uh, where can people find you and, or, uh, Twisted uh, online? And, uh, then I will have you pick a song to end the episode out to. Okay. Um, you can, you can check us out on Twitter. Uh, we have the greatest Twitter handle ever in the world at Tweety So Hard and, uh, Facebook and Instagram is at official twisted. I'm going to say that Facebook is the uh, Uber hub for everything Twisted. That's where you can find out all of your where we're going to be, what we got going on, when the new shit's dropping. It also will take you to uh, Twisted Shop and Magic Ninja Entertainment, which is our, our record label and our exclusive web store that has all the good products, all the all the limited weekend-only kind of deals and, and, and all the shit that we have coming out. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the number one source. And then you said pick a song? Yeah. Oh shit! Any song in the world? As long as I can find it online, yes. Okay, uh, Helter Skelter by Motley Crue. Oh it's man, it's a Halloween song. Yeah, 
Yeah. I would say the Beatles one, but I don't think the Beatles. I don't like that Beatles one as one much. Said, Hey, I don't either, man. Something about that 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 shot at the devil version of of, of Helter Skelter is, was pretty cool. And I've been watching these uh, these Manson family documentary tutorials at night when I go to sleep for my Halloween nighttime viewing pleasure. So so that's where I'm at with it. Helter Skelter, write something witchy on the wall like Helter Skelter. <laughs> so that was my conversation with Jamie Madrox from Twisted. And uh, I really had a good time doing that conversation. Um, it was kind of put together really spur of the moment. Uh, you know, <laughs> had about a day really to prepare for. And, you know, the thing, like I said in the intro, and, and as I've said before, that makes these really fun is when the guest comes on and they're willing to have fun and they're willing to answer questions and not be timid and stiff. And... I don't know. You know, I sent this interview to Dan earlier, like pretty much as soon as I got done with it, because I was like, dude, we got to get this up. Like, this has got to be Wednesday's episode. And I think he agreed with me once he kind of got into it. He was just like, oh, I liked right away how he was like, can I cuss? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was funny. And yeah, it sounded like the dude had just drank like 20 monster energy drinks, you know, before uh, the interview, because he was just so like into it, you know, <laughs> like right away. And, uh, I, I found I found his whole demeanor to be very enjoyable and very entertaining to listen to. Well, that's why he's very entertaining and enjoyable to watch. Right. I mean, makes sense. I haven't gotten that far yet, but uh, well, I mean, YouTube's a thing. I could probably pull up some videos and <laughs> that is true. And watch. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Um, I think the thing that's that's always kind of a trip for me, and I, I probably echo these same sentiments when doing the King Gordy episode. Um, you know, I spoke to how fanatic. Uh, the Juggalos are in supporting the artists that they love. And it makes it really hard for me to do some of these interviews because, like, I'm not that fanatic about these guys. Like, like I said earlier, living here in Michigan, I'm very aware of a lot of the people that are associated with, you know, these artists. I know more than probably, we'll say you, um, Dan, but... I'm also not as knowledgeable as, say, if we were talking about Every Time I Die. And right. I have no qualms with saying that, which is why I tap my friend again, Andy Holmes, uh, to help me. Um, you know, I basically have him as my almost as my juggalo consultant. Um, we go to a bar. I sit down with him, and I go, okay, here are questions I'm thinking about asking. Is this a stupid question? Like, if you heard Jamie get asked this question in an interview – would you be like, Psh, man, fuck this kid. He don't know shit. This is a stupid question. He should have asked this. And I go, you know, what are some questions, you know, you would like to ask that would lead to maybe potentially interesting stories? And it's really good, I think, to do that, to understand that you don't know everything. Because sometimes that's hard. You can't know everything about everything. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be willing to take a risk. And, and if you find something interesting, want to learn more about it. And right. that was kind of the fun challenge of doing this. Like, you know, Andy was telling me, like, okay, they got these three songs. They're releasing them, and another one's coming out on Friday. Spoiler alert, you all are getting a fucking EP. Um, right. But all that being said, you know, like, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, it's are they doing something special with this? Like, are they doing – like, why are they releasing this trilogy? Is it just a Halloween thing? Is there a bigger – plan ahead with it like do you know if they've been like dropping little clues that they're gonna do like i actually was like are they dropping this as like an ep like with some extra songs or he goes no it's just individual songs and i was like oh okay so then to find out i was more right with my line of thinking because i mean typically that's how the music 
people in the music industry work. It's never like, okay, you get a song, you get a song, you get a song. And it's like, well, there's usually a plan ahead of time to like throw these all together as a collection. But all that being said, you know, I just wanted to, to not waste Jamie's time, not waste any of the fans times in listening to me ask questions that maybe they're like, this was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it, I mean, I think it just went like a good conversation between, uh, I always say between friends, but I mean, that, that is kind of what these interviews turn into after a while is it's just like people get so comfortable talking to you that it just becomes a conversation and less of an interview, which I think is 100% the appeal. I, I try. I know you're not allowed to say that, but I can say that. Yes. So. I mean, like that story about Warp Tour that he was saying, like I had actually asked Andy, I was like, weren't they on Warp Tour before? And he goes, uh, I don't think so. And I was like, mm, okay. And then so, you know, when Jamie was like, oh, yeah, so we were on Warp Tour back in like 05 and had shit thrown at us and all this kind of stuff. I was like, like, I was like, oh, God, I feel so dumb now. Like, I thought I knew that, but, you know, I could have Googled that like two more seconds and I wouldn't have looked so foolish. But then I feel like because of my, my per- perceived foolishness, a really cool story came about that I've never heard about how Kevin reached out to them to try to basically make that shitty experience for them right and have them have what most bands get as their warp tour experience. That blew my mind though with that story that like people were basically pushing sand into bottles and throwing them at them. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Uh, but again, it kind of reinforces what we were talking about in the intro <laughs> that like man really like not only did you not it, you weren't into it so you didn't just go get a beer or yeah. you know just go hang out with some friends or go look for some merch or something from a band you do like instead you're like no i'm <laughs> gonna take this bottle that i have and i'm gonna stuff sand into it and i'm gonna throw it at these guys because they had the audacity to play music that i didn't like for anyone who also who uh, list, listened to the King Gordy episode who may remember this podcast for that, I do want to say and take a moment to also thank Jamie for taking the time to answer my question about the sentiment that was said by King Gordy on that episode, basically about learning how to know what's better for your brand and for your business depending on how that looks. And, I, and I'm purposely kind of being vague and not mentioning a name or another label, another sort of brand, because that just feels a little more honest and sincere and treating it with the class and respect that Jamie did as well. Um, but I think that was the thing that I really, I knew it was going to be kind of a, a hard question to ask respectfully, but I was more impressed with the fact that Jamie answered it in like three different parts, like broke it down in two to three different parts, articulated it very well, and had nothing bad to say, and was still able to be positive about all of it. And I think it speaks to what I was saying in the intro too, about how I, that's how I'm trying to just be as a person. Because you know what? When you hear someone speak like that, it just makes them sound so much smarter and better because it's like they're not taking an opportunity to take the low road and and bury somebody to make themselves look better and to me that's so commendable and so i just want to take a moment and just say you know hey jamie hats off like i'm not wearing a hat but bro hats off thank you for answering that question sincerely 
and with the the grace that you did. Uh, a lot of other people probably wouldn't have, but I think that speaks to what you guys have been doing and how you're growing everything that you guys are doing over the last handful of years. Yeah, that was literally one of the most well-articulated answers I'd heard um, without, like, really getting into it. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's just that just kind of goes to show the amount of maturity from someone like an outsider like me wouldn't expect that. Yeah. And that just goes to show when you make assumptions about people, hopefully those assumptions get thrown back in your face. Like so, a bottle of sand. Just like a, a squishy bottle of sand from Warp Tour. Yep. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think after all that gushy sentiment stuff, uh, I think it's a good place as any to kind of wrap this episode up. Um, if you would like to keep up with uh, the Twisted guys, they're currently on tour right now. They have about a week left. Uh, they are stopping in Grand Rapids, Michigan on the 29th, which is uh, this upcoming Monday as of when you are listening to this. And it ends. Uh, they are doing two Halloween shows on October 30th in Detroit at the Majestic and on the 31st in Sauget, Illinois at Pops. You know, I think if uh, if nothing more, I, I would love to say this. If them being on Warp Tour allows them to have the opportunity to play with some really interesting bands and create very diverse lineups, it really is going to fucking excite me because that's what it used to be like in the late 90s, early 2000s, like seeing bands like Biohazard and Typo Negative tour together or seeing, you know, as John was saying, like you have a band like Pitch Shifter and like Napalm Death playing with each other. And it's like mixed bills that are completely different like that or how you expose yourself or other people to music that they may not know they like. And to me, that's that's what's fucking great. And it's happening a lot right now. You're seeing a band like Bring Me the Horizon taking out the fever uh, on their upcoming run. Uh, Fall Out Boy taking all these different artists that they've been taking on this run. Like, I'm really fucking excited with seeing these artists taking, like Jamie said, it's not about like, oh, we need to make this amount of money. The money will fucking work itself out. Let's just fucking do cool shit, and people will come. And I think that's the way it needs to be. That's what how music, and live music especially, needs to be. Fuck the money. Make it fun. Because you know what? As a fan of going to live shows, that's going to get me excited to go to a show. And you know what's going to happen? I'm going to drop stupid money at that show. No doubt. If you'd like to keep up with them, you can find them at twisted.com. Find their shop at twisted-shop.com. Instagram is official twisted. Facebook, you can just find them at twisted.facebook.com, twisted. And, uh, yeah, the Twitter handle, so fucking good. Tweet me so hard. It's a fucking great handle. Uh, Dan, where can people follow you? Uh, you can tweet me super hard, I guess, as well, at Disgust Metal Dan. And uh, you can find me on Facebook under Daniel Terry, and you can find my other podcast at discussmetal.com. And if you would like to keep up with all things the podcast, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at John's Entitled Podcast. Tweet at us at John's Entitled Pod. And you can email me at johnsentitledpod at gmail.com. And if you would like to keep up with our show partner at Moshpit Nation, you can find them on moshpitnation.com. Facebook is Moshpit Nation West, capital M-I. Twitter and Instagram are simply Moshpit Nation. And you can keep up with our show sponsor, The Bean Bastard, over at thebeanbastard.com, where you can order any and all of the delicious coffees that Nicholas is doing over there. And you can keep up with them on Facebook and Instagram at The Bean Bastard. And we're going to play this episode out as we always do. And as you heard Jamie pick, picked one of my favorite fucking bands of all time. And I, and I couldn't think of a more apropos song to end it out to other than Motley Crue's Helter Skelter. So we're going to leave you with that. And we will be back on Sunday with Stephen Richards of Taproot. Taproot. <laughs>